Welcome into another edition of the Doug Russell Podcast. Glad to have you with us on this Tuesday, or wherever and whenever, I suppose, you're listening to the show. Uh, last Friday, I had the opportunity to sit in for Drew and KB on 97.3 The Game and throughout the entire state of Wisconsin with Dobie Maxwell. This is part two, our number two of our show. Hope you enjoy it. Pitter patter, let's get at her. Here goes nothing. Light this candle. He's right. Let's light this candle. Light the candle. Drew and KB. They're off today. I'm Doug. He's Doby. Welcome in. Hour number two is well underway. You rock the rivers. I'll shake the lakes. Sounds good. Yeah. I like that. It's fun. I like that. Um, social media is a cesspool. We can all agree on that, right? You got to pick your peanuts yeah. out of the cesspool. Yeah, that's there's no there's no question about that. Did you see what happened with Qua, uh, Quay Walker? I did not. Okay, so Quay Walker, we all know what happened we against do. the Vikings. It also happened against the Bills. You get tossed for shoving a guy once. Mm-hmm. That's not good. You get shoved for tossing a non-uniform personnel twice, especially if it's a trainer. Six days after trainers saved, we all, they, they always talk about football being a brotherhood. Yeah. So Demar Hamlin, one of their air quotes brothers, mm-hmm. uh, in the football sense, say his life was saved yeah. by athletic story trainers. of the year, arguably. Oh, with, without a doubt. In the NFL, that's yeah. the feel-good story of the year uh-huh. because we were all on pins and needles wondering and hoping and praying that, you know, this young man, 24 years old, I think he was, yeah. in his second NFL season, that he not, would survive. Not to mention that he's also a good guy, as it turns out. Right. Yes. That really added to it. 100%. Absolutely added Indama to Kinsule it. Because Indama Kinsule in there, you might have cheering for the... Yeah, you might have the, gone off Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> on, Snowballs at on Santa. Him. Sure. You know, throwing batteries. But no, it wasn't. It was Cincinnati handled it with the utmost class and sure. dignity. No, they did. The two coaches, Sean McDermott, basically saying, I- I'm not going out there. And Zach Taylor saying, yeah, we're not going to go out there either. So whoever came up with this five minutes of nonsense, you know, warm up and get your asses back out there. No. So Quay Walker, mm-hmm. six days after DeMar Hamlin gets his, his life saved, athletic trainer comes out. DeAndre Swift is laying on the ground now. Is there a mitigating circumstance that DeAndre Swift and Quay Walker are friends who played for a couple of years at the University of Georgia? I, no, not really. Mm-hmm. I think that it was kind of convenient, but Quay Walker gave that athletic trainer a shove. And he got tossed for it. And he should have gotten tossed for it. I agree, yeah. It was, shameful. It, was, it was shameful. It was compounded by the fact that it had already happened earlier in the year. Uh-huh. It was inexcusable. Yeah. Quay Walker, the next day, now he was not available to the media after the game, Mm -hmm. the next day in tears at his locker, apologizing. I called the trainer last night. I apologized to him. We had a good long talk about it. I know what I did was wrong. I've got to control my emotions. I put myself and my team in a bad situation. This is on me. And he owned it. Didn't ask for any excuses. Mm -hmm. Didn't just said, I hope someday you can you, you can all forgive me. He's a rookie, young, young rookie man. mistake. He got so eviscerated on his Twitter account and social media, where he also apologized, not only to reporters in front of his locker, but also on his social media account. He got shut down by haters to the point where he just said, you know what, to hell with it, and deactivated his Twitter account. Okay. So, t- Twitter can be, when it, there's like a mob mentality almost. Mm-hmm. So... Can we officially, I don't have the bell because I think Billy, we, we used to have a bell in here. Billy gave it to one of the Make-A-Wish kids a while ago. 
Oh, we have another one? Yeah. We have a new one? Somebody has, This is brand new. Yeah. Oh, baby, somebody brought a brand new one in. Santa came with someone stocking with a new I, bell. I know. And now, poor Make-A-Wish kid. I mean, that was old. And <laughs> I don't know how many. It's National Pizza Week, by the way, so I don't know how much Palermo's residue was on that thing. But nevertheless, mm-hmm. it was an heirloom from the, uh, the game ding. studio. But mm-hmm. There we go. As of, if I didn't bang my microphone, let me do that again. With the sound of that bell, it's officially over. We're done. We're piling on Quay Walker. Okay. We're done. Mm-hmm. It, was a bad, it was a bad moment. It was a terrible moment. But that's what it was. It was a moment that, at the end of the day, nobody got hurt. Agreed. But like you just said, though, it happened once before. That was the kicker sure. to me. And the, first, the immediate last one, oh, I know. One, one's an accident, two is a trend. Two, and, and he is going to be labeled because of a this. dirty player. No, not a dirty player. A stupid player. Hmm. I think Indomitian Sue is a dirty player. Indomitian yeah. Sue makes dirty hits within the course of a game. He plays beyond the whistle, and he's been doing that his entire career. That's a dirty and player. And never apologized. And never apologized. Never owned Not once. No. Warren Sapp, when he you know, mm-hmm. cold-cocked uh, Chad Clifton and oh. got into it with Mike Sherman yeah. down in Tampa yes. 20 years ago yeah, or whatever it sure. was. Warren Sapp was a dirty player. Great mm-hmm. player. Great player. But he had a dirty streak to him. Oh, Mr. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fontes Perfect. One. There's Fontes another perfect. one. Yeah. There, there are dirty players in the NFL. You, I think you can survive being a dirty player to a certain extent because, oh, he's just aggressive. Oh, man, I tell you what, mm-hmm. this is the guy that you want on your team. You hate playing against him, but you love him when you're on your team. Sure. What's worse is being a stupid player because that costs your team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what Quay Walker has to now overcome. He has to overcome the label that he put on himself of being a stupid player. And I don't think that Quay Walker's a stupid young man. No, he's not at all. And I think, you know, the coaching staff's got to say, hey, buddy, you got two strikes on you. Coming in at season number two, you should make a big leap. And if this happens again, you're you're in your own deep doo-doo. Yes, but there's still a lot of talent there, right? Oh, my God. He's a first-round pick. First-round pick. National champion. National champion a year ago for for Georgia. Georgia. First-round pick. One of five defensive players in the first round. Pretty impressive. Um, along with Devontae Wyatt, who also got in on that that exchange a little bit mm-hmm. with the with the trainer on that same play with the kind of a forearm shiver there, but um, Quay got got dinged for it. How do you overcome being a, being labeled a stupid player? Because again, like I said, I don't think that Devontae or I don't think that Quay Walker is a stupid young man by any means. But he's got to overcome that because that's what he did to himself. I'm done piling on him. And I think everybody should be done piling on him. He knows that he effed up. He knows that what he did put his team in a bad situation and put a bad light on him. In that game, too. It's just bad timing all around. Bad timing. The I mean, an elimination game. Yeah. Fourth quarter, there, were, there was less than eight minutes left yeah. to play. The Vikings... No, the Lions, sorry. The Lions were driving for the for the game-winning touchdown, and you mm-hmm. needed to have your starting player in there. It was stupid on every sure. single level. Yeah. At what point do we stop labeling him a stupid player? Well, it should be now because the season's over, but it won't be. No, it won't be. He's got to carry that. He's got to carry yeah, that for a while. Yeah. Christian Watson will carry that dropped first pass for a touchdown for the rest of his career. He's fantastic in the second half. 20 years from now, oh yeah, but that first one he dropped. I think it's think I think he, it's easier for him to overcome that because that's He's not a jerk. Well, it's not that he, I don't think Quay Walker's not no. a jerk. He, he just had a bad, couple of bad moments. Yeah, but I think to the the perception is that to out out of No, you're not wrong. 
your, lo- your logic is not flawed. Well, it usually is, but that one I don't <laughs> think is. I don't think your logic is yeah. flawed on that. But so I, that's what I'm going to be struggling with with Quay Walker in the offseason. He's got to he's got to demonstrate that he's got it between the ears. We see the, the we see the freakish talent, right? Mm-hmm. You don't become a starter in what it became at the end of the season a better defense. Now they had you know a stretch in the middle of the year where they were god awful. Yes, um, but you don't become a starter as a rookie in the NFL by being a bad player, by being a talentless player, by being um, a stupid player. Even though he had some stupid moments, but that's what I think he's he's got to overcome. Riddle me this, Batman. Would you agree now in the modern era that the whole so called rookie mistakes and growth period, forgiveness period with the fans is just gone? You got to come in the first game as a rookie, knowing everything. No rookie mistakes. First round quarterbacks have to step in and start. It's like, wait in this, when did this start? You know, he's, he's social media. Yes, social media I goes agree back to with you. it goes back to my thesis. That's right. That's a callback right there. Mm, that's a callback, oh, right? that's that, that's what a good comic does. That's it. That's what Brings a great comic does. Circle, baby. Well, we, we, until we get a great comic, <laughs> I'll sit in there. Stop. Stop. <laughs> but I mean, and and for me, that's. Uh, again, for, for Christian Watson, you, you brought up the drop oh, yeah. against the Vikings. Are we ever always going to remember that? Probably. Um, but that was a physical mistake. Physical mistakes are going to happen. I mean, there were drops. A.J. Dillon arguably had a worse drop in the game against the Lions than what Christian went out. That was a short touchdown. Against the Vikings, sure. opening game, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but, he he could have a hall, but Christian Watson could also have, and so could Quay Walker for that matter. Hall of they fame could career. both have Hall of Fame careers. Let's now, hope so. It's too early to hang that on them, too. Yeah, it is. But I'm done piling on. I mean, okay. enough with the piling on. I'm with you. Of you won me over, Doug. See, it's Friday the 13th. You're bringing good vibes into <laughs> uh, the Talking text line is open the uh, PellaWI.com talking text line. Is uh, let's see, Kylan Racine. By the way, it's a four one four seven nine nine one nine seven three. Kylan Racine. So, which one of you are going to have to dance? <laughs> well, you want comedy? I'll do some booty shaking for okay. a Caucasian. All right, we will. Uh, we might have to hit the rewind button on. That. You know, that's Hunter's thing. Though. I don't want to take Hunter's deal. That's true. He's a star, that's and I don't want to uh, mock his eminence. Well, let's see. Uh, Kenny, the Slick Watts fan. Glad to hear you guys sounding good. Don Slick Watts. I'm a fan as well. Uh, He is wondering if you, Doby, if you prefer the Warlord or the Barbarian. I'm not familiar with the question that he is asking. Please enlighten me. You know, the Warlord and the Barbarian are uh, tag team wrestlers. Are you familiar with the Road Warriors? Yes. When when something gets hot in wrestling, there are always copycats. The Warlord and the Barbarian, uh, Demolition, Axe and Smash, and the WWE were basically all takeoffs. But of the, the Road, Road Warriors, Warriors, that was when I was a kid. That was like in the 1980s, wasn't yeah. it? Well, so was Warlord and the Barbarian. Oh, okay. They were in the same era. And they, they had the same uh, uh, haircut and the same look and big guys. I, I hear the Barbarian is a super nice guy, so I'm going to go with the Barbarian. Okay. Uh, I was talking about American cities that I have and have not been to. Yes. Uh, Andy in Belgium says he's never been to Gary, Indiana before. Really? Yeah. It's uh, kind of like Crivets without the charm. <laughs> I have been to Gary, Indiana. Yeah. I've driven through it a million times. But I, uh, let's see, in 2005, in 2005, I went to the Northern, was it the Northern League? Or I think it might have been the Northern League All-Star Game, which okay. was at Gary Railway Stadium. It's a Stadium. nice park. The great park. Yeah. Great, great park. Uh, let's see. Uh, My last city that I didn't perform and I went all over was uh, Boise, Idaho. I've never been, I've been to Idaho. I've never been to Boise, Idaho. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it's like a mini Salt Lake City. If you've been to Salt Lake City, I've never been to Salt Lake City that's either, but I've heard that's beautiful. That's another one that's on the list. I, I had a radio job there. I thought, what am I going to go here for? I fell in love with it. An hour. You ever been to Denver? Yes. Denver's got the mountains on one side, and you got Nebraska flat on the other. <laughs> right. 
Salt Lake City's got mountains on both sides. It is absolutely gorgeous. The women are fantastic. It's like its own city. I love Salt Lake City. You it's mentioned very that. Underrated. There's a lot of Mormons. Gorgeous. There, you know, that's okay. Not everybody is. Okay. You know, I think Marie, that's what I, it's known I, for. I met Marie Osmond. The whole deal on the air was I want to meet Marie Osmond. And the, the Fox 13 uh, news guy, Fox station, uh, the, his wife worked on the station. So we arranged that I met Marie Osmond. Could not have been a bigger bitch. Really? Oh my God! Really? Yes. Well, that's just she is absolutely me. I, you know, I, I, you know, you roll over in bed and put the pillow over her head and shoot through it. <laughs> my dream woman. Who's now? You've probably met more celebrities. I probably met more sports people over the years. Those are celebrities. Mm. People like to hear about that. You know, yeah. Were they nice? Were they a jerk? They want to hear both. They were Satan or they were Jesus, but didn't want to hear anything in between. Robert Fick was the one that sticks out of my mind. He was a Shea Hillenbrand, too. Remember him, the old sure. third baseman? Yeah. Stupidest human being I think I've ever been. Jocks around. can be that. Yeah, he was just dumb. He was just stupid. Um, Robert Fick was a jackass. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny Estrada from the Brewers. He was a gem, let me tell you. Okay. Uh, let me think. Who else has been bad? Those are the ones that kind of stick out. They want to hear the bad ones or the good ones? Who are the good ones? There's got to be good ones. Yeah, there's some good ones. Aaron Jones is fantastic. Um, he looks like a great guy. I mean, he just, is. You see him interviewed, it's like, that, you can't fake that. I don't think you can. The three, uh, you know, the, the Packers have had three running backs. Now, I don't know much about Patrick Taylor. I haven't inter- interacted with him much, but A.J. Dillon is an absolute sweetheart gem. Seems, seems like it. I, I just love Jamal that Jamal Williams was, too. And he was the other guy I was going to mention. Jamal Williams. Fantastic guy. So funny. Jamal Williams, yeah. it's just what you see is what you get with yeah. him. There's no off switch. I was really sad when he left. I thought, you know, I know they can't keep him, but he was, you know, you, you want to see the good guys stay. Yeah, yeah. Most of them have been good. And Cobb seems like a nice guy. When he left, the, you know, I, I was sad. I'm glad he came back. Yeah. Randall Cobb. Yeah, I think that's, and, and everybody has grumpy Giannis. moments. Giannis, Giannis seems great. Giannis is great. Giannis can have, he has some grumpy moments, though, which I'm, I'm not blaming anybody for having grumpy moments. Donald Driver had grumpy moments in the locker room sometimes. Wow. Love him. Love yeah, the guy. Yeah, would I, do anything, would would give Donald Driver, not that he would want it, He, I, I would give him the shirt off my back, and, and he's still in such good shape it would hang off him like a tent. <laughs> uh, but he had, he had grumpy moments sometimes in the locker room. That's fine. Ken Griffey Jr. MF'd me once in the locker room. That was fun. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I was uh, working at a rock station here in town, and uh, Tony Mandrich was a rookie. And the Guns N' Roses CD, uh, Use Your Illusion 1 and 2, it took an extra long time for them to mm-hmm. make it. So we got a copy at the station. So I hadn't been up to Lambo. So we went up to Lambo, and all the Mandridge is there, and he's a big, huge guy, and, and there's a rope, and none of the reporters could talk to him. So I step over the rope like Andre the Giant stepping over the top rope in wrestling, and I walk up to him, and I, I'm not, I'm a you know five nine on a good right. day, yeah. And Mandridge looks up like, who are you? <laughs> and all the other reporters, who is this guy? I said, Tony, I know you're busy. I just want to give you the brand new Guns N' Roses CD. It just came out today from our station, and. You, Oh, dude, he's holy. You want you want to say I want me to cut some station promos or something? Yeah, that'd be great. Hey, I listen to Toby Maxwell on ninety three QF, and he's cutting promos the whole day. And he wouldn't talk to anybody else. Nice, so, but but he had a reputation of being a jerk, but he was great to me. Okay, so I think sometimes you catch somebody is, on a bad day. Yeah, that's true. So who's the, is is Marie Osmond the worst? Uh, that I can think of off the top of my head, yes. I, I, I deal with comedians usually. Sure. So I meant that, you know, uh, most comedians are pretty cool. There's a couple of jerks, but most okay. of them are pretty nice. All right. Rodney Dangerfield, that was my favorite. He couldn't have been any nicer. Adam Sandler may be one of the nicest people in humanity I've ever met. Comedians can't stand Adam Sandler. Why? Because his movies 
Oh, they suck. Suck. Oh, they suck. But I'll say this, which I didn't know. Uh, the last he, He's the only uh, Hollywood person that's had 10 straight movies that made $100 million. Stallone did not. Tom Cruise did not. Any other big star that you can think of in Hollywood did not. So I respect Adam Sandler. And not only that, I've heard nothing, but he puts his buddies in the films. He's the greatest guy to deal with. He plays basketball with the public. I've never heard a bad thing about him as a person. Nope. I just can't stand his, his movies. But uh, I never met him. That's one comic I never met. But I, I nothing but respect for him as a person. The only time I really ever encounter celebrities, and it's been a while since I've been to a Super Bowl radio row. Sure. Zabe oh. is going for us this year, but that's yeah. when they usually come around. Right. And some are better than others, mm-hmm. uh, but they all have their handlers. Radio, if you're not familiar with Radio Row at the yeah. Super Bowl, these guys, they're, they're, they come around, and yeah, you'll get a sit-down with Joe Montana. You'll get a sit-down with Adam Sandler. You'll get a sit-down with whomever. I remember uh, Brooklyn Decker had a sit-down wow, okay. with her. She was in the same movie that Adam Sandler was when they were in... Uh, Dallas, the last time the Packers were in the Super Bowl, yeah. Super Bowl 45. Um, you know, I toured with Urban Walker, Urban Meyer, Urban the, Meyer. Yeah, the Texas School Book Depository. I don't know if you've heard that story or not. Anyway. Tell it again. This I just, so, somebody I just said it 20 heard. minutes ago. It's okay. No, it's we fine. have new listeners. Uh, that's true. No, I, uh, I couldn't get out until Tuesday after the Super Bowl, so... Urban Meyer and I hung out where JFK was shot. The Herbster. Yeah, the Herbster. Herb, you're going to get fired in Jacksonville, I predict it. Yeah, and within the next 10 years. You're going to want a bullet just... in the head after about the first six wow. games. It's almost... He doesn't seem no, like a nice As an aside, now I know that this is, this, this is kind of a stream of consciousness as opposed sure. to a linear radio show, which I think that's part of the charm of the Drew and KB experience. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they morbidly celebrate JFK's assassination in Dallas because they have... All these historical wow. markers, yeah. they won't change the area. There's an X in the middle of the street where JFK's head got blown off. Yeah. What, what, what the hell are you doing down there? This is an American. This is the 35th president of the United States. And a beloved figure, obviously not by everybody, not but, by a, the, yeah. but a beloved figure. Sure. And it's like, well, this is history. This is an historical moment for us here in Dallas, Texas. Well, it's dark history, but it was. Think about it. At the time, that's probably the, the story of the decade when that happened. Story of the century, maybe. Yeah, I would say. I mean, it's one of those things if you're of a certain age. I wasn't born that, yet. That but... and the Packers cutting Amari Rogers. <laughs> those two things. Well, that's a different century. Uh, different uh, millennium. Yeah, different millennium. So I think that, you know, for this millennium, you'd go back to 9 11, but I think they'd probably, it's Ooh. if the date, you know, yeah. just sticks in your mind. You know, you go to December sure. 7th, 1941, you can go to November 22nd, 1963. Yeah. But it's almost like they're just kind of stuck in time, mm-hmm. and it's like, ooh, this is, this is history. This is what Where happened here. Where were you on 9-11? Say that. Uh, I was in Chicago. I had worked the night shift the night before at Sporting News Radio, so mm-hmm. uh, I got off work at about 3.34 a.m. Sure. So I was still asleep. Mm-hmm. My wife at the time called me uh, and said, turn on TV. And I said, what channel? She said, all of them. Any channel. All of them. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay. And the story that, that sticks with me is as I'm watching 9-11 unfold, um, I go out into my balcony on the 14th floor of my apartment building in Chicago, and I look off to the left, mm-hmm. and there's the Sears Tower, mm-hmm. and I look off to the right, and Hancock. that's... Where, well, no, O'Hare. Oh, okay. I was on the far northwest wow, side of town. All right, sure. So I could see the Hancock and the, the yeah. Sears Tower off to my left, and then O'Hare off to my right. Mm-hmm. We're wondering, you know, because there's a fog of war, you're wondering if you're next. Yep. You thought you were next. We absolutely thought we were next because you didn't know what was going on. And the other thing that I remember from that is because I lived so close to O'Hare at the time mm-hmm. is just the, the sound of planes just becomes ubiquitous and it's just part of the, the soundtrack of your life because 
you know, it's one of the busiest airports in the world. And it was deathly silent for the next week almost. El Silencio, yeah. And that was eerie. That was that was weird. That whole thing was eerie. No. I, I have a sister who was afraid to fly her entire life. And her husband, she like she likes gambling, but she doesn't like to fly. Her husband said, we're going to Vegas. Guess where they, I swear to you, where they, 9-11. They're on a plane from Milwaukee to Las Vegas over Denver. We're going to be landing in Denver. Uh, what, what's the matter? Well, well, we can't tell you right now what it is. And she said, okay, we land a plane and we have no place to go. Some strangers said, well, you can stay with us tonight. We ended up staying three weeks at the stranger's house, and finally, like we got to go. They took a bus back to Milwaukee, but can you? The only time she's ever flown before, so she said, "I will never get on a plane again." Do you know who got grounded here in Milwaukee? No, George Bush, not the president, the former president. Oh, oh, he was flying. He was b- between either Maine or Texas, sure, and yeah. Minneapolis. He had a speaking engagement in Minneapolis, okay, and they grounded his plane. So then he got on the phone with his son, the president, yeah. and the president at the time asked him, well, where, you know, where are you? He's like, I don't know. You grounded me. He was here in Milwaukee. <laughs> so you know what? When he was a kid, the old man probably grounded George, you know, W. Now W said, I'm getting, I'm, now I'm grounding you. Right. <laughs> yes. It's all the same. Um, so somebody on the talking text line. 420. Yeah, it's 420. Uh-oh. I missed it. It's okay. I do have a 420 story, though. Okay, go ahead. Colleen Hoover, uh, who is a best-selling author, uh, do I need the music for this too? Probably would be a good idea. I'm gonna let's see. Let me let's have a little bit of that. Some Grateful Dead. Sure. How's that work? Works okay. Okay. So Colleen Hoover is a best-selling author. I've never heard of her, but she is apologizing because um, she put out a coloring book. Okay. Based on a, de- a domestic violence novel. All right. What are you doing? What are you thinking? Best-selling author, here's the story. Best-selling author Colleen Hoover has apologized after she announced plans to publish a coloring book based on one of her best-selling novels about domestic violence. Hmm. The U.S. author of It Ends With Us announced the official It Ends With Us coloring book on social media on Thursday. After furious backlash from readers, she apologized the same day, writing that she could absolutely see how the idea was tone deaf. She said her publishers would not be... Proceeding with the book because there's nothing that says a happy coloring book for children more than domestic violence. Are you high? You're huffing grass. <laughs> Can you pass the black and the blue crayon, please? What, what are you to quote KB? What are you high? What are you high? What are you high? You talking though, right, So that's my 420 story. Boy, you know it, it's amazing what people. And now, like you said before about social media, used to be you made a stupid mistake. Ah, hey, you move on. Now, oh my God, yeah, everybody knows be, about it. She'll be canceled. Yep, she'll be canceled. That's, That's what happens. All right. Um, Hopefully, we don't get canceled before six o'clock. See, that would be a first. Getting canceled. Getting canceled during the show. During the show. I don't know that I've. Well, that's it. It's it has Friday happened thir- before. It's Friday the thirteenth. It's Friday the thirteenth. Anything can off. happen. Anything can happen. Um, did you see this story? You know who Livy Dunn is? Nope. Okay. I, I'm, I'm so media well, non-existent. Uh, KB knows. He knows a lot. That he I knows know. a lot. Okay, so this, uh, that's why I printed out a picture okay. of Olivia Dunn. Hey, is your mom... Now, th- 
is, is your mom single? I look at a, a, a hot woman like this. Is your mom single? Uh, I don't know. No, I'm just saying. Now, this is a picture that I have uh, printed out for you because you didn't know. I didn't wasn't sure if you Sugar knew. pie, honey bunch. Please I did not describe know this picture. This is not a scandalous picture. No, it is a uh, picture of a gymnast uh, holding on to an uneven parallel bar, smiling, saying, I want to date Doug or Doby. Doug is married, so Doby gets me. Yeah. That's I, what I'm seeing. Erica right? would really not appreciate That's that. That's okay. This is only for the show. This is only, yeah, this is only, <laughs> right. So she's in her, this is, uh, she's an LSU gymnast mm-hmm. and a social media star, but this is her school uniform. Yeah. And, you know, it's a posed picture, Go but this Tigers. is not, a, this is not a scandalous picture by any stretch of the imagination. Nope. I just want to make that clear. She has become so popular that when she goes on meets, as gymnasts do, because mm-hmm. she's a Division One scholar athlete, yeah. the fans have gotten so disruptive that LSU has had to increase security for wow. her because all of these hooligans, mm-hmm. and when I say hooligans, talking about, you know, 17 to 25-year-olds, and perhaps a little bit older. Gee, there would be no testosterone going on there, would there? LSU plans to increase security at its gymnastics meets following incidents involving unruly fans of Tigers junior Olivia Dunn at the team's season opener at Utah last Friday. This went went viral, speaking of Utah. Mm -hmm. You think that the mild-mannered Mormons, they went ape-poo for her. And it got to the point where... When the camera, you add the camera to it, mm-hmm. and these fans were just going, we want Lindy, we want Lindy. I mean, it, it was scary. It's to the point now she's going to have to have a bodyguard with her wherever she goes. Can you ma- imagine being her dad? It's bad enough having a, a cute daughter, but you got, you know, a sex goddess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, former U.S. Olympic gymnast team member and ESPN analyst Samantha Pizek, she tweeted out a video of the group of men. I should have pulled the audio. I didn't. I should have. That's a, a L on my part. Uh, a number of them screamed Dunn's name and yelled that they wanted to see her. And in the tweet with her video, uh, Samantha Pizek, and she's right, she wrote, this is actually so scary and disturbing and cringy. I'm embarrassed for them. <laughs> That's the kick in the balls right That's there. It. I'm embarrassed for you. For you. She's I'm Marie Osmond, but she's hot. I'll say that. Uh, well, you know, I, I, you know I, I will say this. She's, uh, she's a very attractive young lady, and she's far, far, far too young for either one of us. Oh, that's, that's what I said. Is your mom single? Right. What, what is she? Uh, she's a junior. and, and She's a junior. 21, maybe? 22? Yeah, something like that. I would, I would think so. Now, see, yeah. I'm at the point where I can talk to women like that because they, oh, you're funny like my dad. I'm no longer a threat to them. Right. I'm in that same category, yeah, too. so it's like they'll talk to you. I'm, okay. so, I'm so old. It does, you're like you a know. declawed cat. Oh, you're just yeah. a kid. Give oh, me a hug. Yeah. Right. You're, that's, oh, you're just the old married guy. That's you're the old, it. You're, you're harmless. Mm-hmm. Well. You've been neutered. <laughs> right. <laughs> Got neutered in divorce court, but that's neither here nor there. That's it. But that's why. I, but I was back for a second round, baby. It's only eight billion women on the planet that shoots four billion. That's right. So, listen. If you're going to an LSU gymnast, just don't be that guy. Just relax. Relax. Just relax. Enjoy Plenty the of meat. fish in the sea. Plenty of fish in the sea. And you know what? You don't have to make make yourself find yourself a look nice like carp. a jackass. <laughs> Make yourself what? Find yourself a nice carp. Plenty of fish in the sea. Yeah. Maybe a crappie. Sure. And, you know, don't try to, you know, kick out, kick your coverage. That's well, true, too. Stay in your lane. Well, who's that guy? Pete Pete Doherty? He gets all the chicks. Pete Davidson. Davidson. That's it. Unless you're Pete Davidson. Yeah, well, he. They, the girls think he's funny. Hey, I'm funny, too. What I am I chopped maybe, liver? Maybe Livy Dunn. And Pete Davidson. Now, there you go. There's a match made in heaven. That's waiting for the National Enquirer. Somebody's heaven. Not necessarily mine. Nope.
Uh, I haven't seen Matt Miller yet. I think he's coming in. He's coming in. Okay. We'll hope to talk to Matt Miller coming up next. Ravon Milwaukee, a man about film. The Golden Globes were the other night, and Lisa Marie Presley was at them. Well, I hope mm. she signed some autographs. Yeah, well, they might be worth something now. Yeah. He's Dobie. I'm Doug. We're in for Drew and KV on Friday the 13th. Is it still scary? Nah. 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 We're good. Oh, that can mean only one thing. I'm mad about film. Matt Miller from OnMilwaukee.com joining us. I'm Doug Russell, W. Maxwell, in for Drew and KB. You know, we were just kind of talking off the air. Is Andrew Ridgely still among the living? And he and Wayne Fonts are still on the good side of the dirt. Yeah, we asked about Wayne Fonts earlier. Wayne Fonts, 82 years old. 82. Big was born on February 17th. Michael Jordan and Larry the Cable Guy's birthday. Wow. What That's a day the, of legends. And yes, also Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the second time that Larry the Cable Guy, is, his uh, name has been said in this facility, this broadcast facility today. What off, was the other one? Off the air, we were talking about phonies. Mm-hmm. And... I brought up Larry the Cable Guy because you know it's all an act, obviously. Well, I knew I work. You're with telling him. me he doesn't actually fix cable? He did, well, not only does he not fix cable, he sounds like you and me. He doesn't lay cable either. He's from uh, actually Lincoln, Nebraska. I work with him. I'm a comedian. I work with him. He's my my generation of comedy and like coming up the minors. Are together. you a fan uh, of of his his real name? He's a nice guy. I'm not going to. I, I don't, I don't know if he's a nice guy or not. He's I'll, a nice enough guy. And then he just he just I was on the loop in Chicago and he and it's like that's that's. Dan Whitney. That's Mr. Name. Cable Guy. That's Mr. Cable Guy. And he would call radio stations just out of the blue and do a, a character. Mm-hmm. And he'd do a couple of them in a row and call back, hey, did you like those characters? I was that guy. Give me 50 bucks a shot and I'll do it on your station. I don't think he's, I don't know. I, the only time I met him, I met him once. Yeah, he's a nice enough guy. At, at I think he's a Miller, Packers fan, too. At, I met him at Miller Park, of all places. Okay, could be a Packers No, fan. that makes sense. Uh, because he was friends with Ned Yost, randomly, because sure. why wouldn't he be? Well, who isn't? And, uh, yeah, he would. he would... Turn it on and off. It's like, oh, well, that, that illusion. At his time, that and, illusion is well, shattered. We're working the same clubs together for a, a time, and he at one point was making a million dollars a month, one million a month, just like Matt Miller from On Milwaukee. Just, well, just speaking, of, speaking of big money, rolled Matt. up here in my horse and chariot. <laughs> nice. I'm glad we gave you a nice lead in too. What's the price Thank of you. hay these days? Uh, cheap. You would be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> the hay market has stayed low. Good. So, yeah, we, we let him in with talking about how much of a cesspool social media is and domestic violence. And 9-11. And 9-11. So and, all sorts of feel-good topics. And the Kennedy assassination. Thanks. Feel-good yeah. hit of the summer. Uh, let's see. Annie in Belgium writes, I met, we were talking about celebrities that we've met oh, yeah. as well. Uh, I met Gus Gnorski. Oh, that's Andy fun. In Belgium. That's, a, that's a fun regional one. Yeah. I went on a, I rode on an elevator with Robert Pattinson once of Twilight and the Batman okay. fame. All right. Oh, nice. Fun. Okay. Yeah. It was awkward because we we got on the, the this elevator together and mm-hmm. it was like oh hi it was nice to meet you you know all that stuff he seems like a decent human he seemed very tired um, and he gets Might out have of just this been elevator stoned, but go on that too yeah it's quite possible this was like peak twilight era sure so he may have just been blazed out of his skull getting through those media days <laughs> sure. so he gets off on his floor and later on in the day I get back on an elevator and there's Robert Pattinson again and I was like I swear to God I am not stalking you I don't <laughs> like these movies. <laughs> I think you're a fine human being, but I'm not weird. Please don't think I'm weird. Wonder if there's a sign somewhere up at Pattinson HQ with Just my face on it. Do not let this mace this man boy. in. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. If you ever do meet a celebrity, just treat them like a regular person because they are regular person, and you get much better results if just how's it going, what's up, 
Let's see. From from the 715, I think we were talking about Larry the Cable Guy. Uh, F you guys. He's legit and his family is from Wisconsin. Okay. I think I think his wife might be from Wisconsin. He seems like a good person. I think we said and that though too. I just don't find him starred in not one, not two, but three Pixar films. I don't so find him funny. Him. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, and that's just a personal thing. I, again, like I said, the one time I met him, mm-hmm. he was nice enough. It's like the Adam Sandler thing we were talking about. I have everyone. My dad met Adam Sandler, I believe, on that same radio row situation. I'm sure, yes, and that he says familiar. that it, Adam Sandler was the nicest celebrity he's ever interviewed. Cool, and I think that's probably why he gets all these terrible movies made. Sure. Other than Hustle, Hustle was good earlier Hustle this was year. Very good. Uh, did but you like, see, um, yeah, Hustle and. Uh, Uncut Gems. Uncut really Gems. He's on a great streak right now. He's actually trying, which is really nice. Now he can afford to, though. He's bankable, so they can pretty much do projects maybe that he wants to do. Maybe. Well, I mean, he's been doing the movies he wants to do for the last 10 years. It's just the movies he wants to do is hang out with his friends sure. in nice vacation spots yeah. and occasionally make jokes for 90 minutes. Occasionally make jokes. <laughs> jokes are really optional in the Grown Ups movies. <laughs> That's true. Not exactly highbrow stuff. Uh, speaking of which, the Golden Globes, they hey! were on Tuesday. Well, the, the lowest brow of the highbrow. <laughs> yeah. Um, what did you think of the Golden Globes? Did, any, did anything stand out to you? I think they can go away. I think well, they everyone, did for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and everyone's really uncomfortable about them right now. In a lot of cases, you know, the ratings were down. It was on a Tuesday night, which is, doesn't exactly scream, you know, must see viewing. Yeah, why would they move that? You, traditionally, the award shows are on Sunday. Traditionally, right? yeah. they're on Sunday, but obviously, Sunday night you had football, mm-hmm. and then Monday night you had the national championship. You don't want to go against either of those. So I guess NBC, who from the reports I read, was in a real like prove it mood. To the Golden Globes, I don't think they're in the mood to have more Golden Globes. I think they're like, okay, you can have this Tuesday night, and if the ratings are good, maybe you'll be back next year. And if not, it was nice having you. It's been a good run. Leave us alone forever. And the ratings were not good. I think they were the second lowest in their entire uh, history. <laughs> next year, watch C-SPAN for the Golden Globes. It'll probably land somewhere, but maybe on a streaming place. I was going to say, that's where... Screams Peacock. Yeah. Well, it oh, screams yeah. Peacock, sure. or it screams, well, Peacock and NBC owned by the same group. So if they're getting out there, they might be getting out all over the place. But the Screen Actors Guild Awards, those are going to be on Netflix starting next year, which is interesting. They've never really done anything live, They've have they? never done much live, and they're dabbling in it now. Chris Rock announced that he's going to be doing a live stand-up special on Netflix, I believe in April, I want to say it was. He announced it on like Christmas or something like that, so most people don't even know what's happening. Uh, but he's got that planned. They've been dabbling with doing more live viewing because they need appointment viewing. And they need more revenue streams because they've run out. They've kind of run out of subscribers, Netflix has. A lot of these streamers yeah. have. So, yeah, they're dabbling in live stuff. So they're going to have the SAG Awards because they've got unlimited space. They don't have to worry about, you know, sure. <laughs> ratings and eyeballs. You know, they just, if, if it's something that they think people will watch for a night, cool. Would we'll the Golden it. Globes be saved by Ricky Gervais? No. I my I guess it's a hot take because I don't think Ricky Gervais was that good of a Golden Globes host. He is the bacon is my personality of award show hosts. Everyone thinks he's so edgy and ooh, he makes that room so uncomfortable. No, he doesn't. He tells jokes that Hollywood tells themselves all the time. Gerard Carmichael made the Golden Globes awkward on Tuesday night, talking openly about, "Hey, I am here because this racist, this organization is racist, yeah. and they wanted to seem like they weren't racist, and that's why I'm here." 
and I'm having a crisis of conscience about it on the stage in front of you. I mean, that's telling truth, you know? I think even his Tom Cruise joke was more barbed than, you know, anyone Ricky Gervais has pumped out. Interesting. I I, I thought Gerard Carmichael did fine. He will probably never be asked back, and I think he's totally fine with that. I don't think he... Wants to host any more award shows ever again? That's a hard gig to host a show it's like that. A yeah. truly thankful gig, uh, thankless gig. Mm-hmm. Anytime you host, you do a bad job. Every time people are annoyed by you, or don't think you were funny enough, or weren't reverent enough, or you just never toe the right line. Everyone thinks Bob Hope is going to walk through the room and just be the perfect host all over again. Sure, it's not going to happen. So I. I don't know what they're. I think they've got for the Oscars this year. They've got Jimmy Kimmel mm-hmm. coming back, which is fine, but it doesn't move the needle. I don't think anyone's like, "Ooh, what's going to happen this time?" He's no. most famous for sitting in the crowd while Moonlight won Best Picture over La La Land, and they had to sort that out. What about Tina Fey and Amy Poehler? I thought they did a good job. Yeah, I agree. they did do a good job. I think they did really good with the Golden Globes. They read the room right. They knew how to be funny, but also and barbed. In a way that played to the room, but also played outside the room to the audience watching at home. I don't know why they don't get more opportunities. Maybe it's because they're really busy. <laughs> they like a lot of it. Also, might be they're at a high right now. They are on the tops when it comes to rewards hosting. Mm-hmm. Like their reputation's really good, and all it takes is one bad time hosting. Now there's only and, one way to go from there. And everyone's so if they might be like, uh, nah, n- never mind, not coming back, doing fine. Did you guys see Seth MacFarlane host? The, uh, I thought he was good. I thought he was fine. They hated yeah. him. It seemed like oh, Hollywood, Hollywood hated him, but I thought, okay, he, he at least, he, he, like a bad guy wrestler, he was, he was you like to hate him. Well, and he kind of seems perfect for the Oscars because he is, for all like the dirty jokes and stuff like that, he is an old school Hollywood showman. Yeah. He wants to do song and dance sure. numbers, and that's the kind of stuff I think the Oscars should embrace, like mm-hmm. embrace the live spectacle of an award show, embrace having, you know, performances and stuff like that. It's not like you can have people perform the movies, mm-hmm. like the Grammys can have its nominees perform. So you kind of become a spectacle, you know? I I, I think McFarlane might be good to have back. Now, he seems to have mellowed out a little bit, too. Don't think he'll be singing songs about seeing people's <laughs> boobs maybe next time. <laughs> um, but we'll see. I'm a big fan, but what yeah. do you yeah, um, who among us isn't? Boobs and him. Yes. <laughs> Both. Three boobs. Uh, Matt Miller from MomMilwaukee.com. We'll take a recall. short time <laughs> out. We'll be right back. It's the Drew and KB show. Drew and KB less show, I suppose. Uh, I'm Doug. He's Dobie. Matt's in the studio as well. Stay with us here on The Game. The Jordan K. Vila show rolls on. Doug Russell, Doby Maxwell, Matt Miller now in the studio. Good to sit in for the Kings. We love Drew and KB, but it's kind of fun to hang with the boys. You know, it the, is. The, uh, the junior varsity gets to come in. You're varsity. You're varsity. But I'm junior varsity coming in. And it's I'm, in oh, no. I'm, I'm, I'm clearly the... Uh, hey, know, we need somebody to I know to you've said <laughs> kind words there, but I'm so distracted by Avril Lavigne playing right now. I have just been launched into my seventh grade years. You're welcome. And they had a problem Wow. This is the antithesis of the uh, dance party. <laughs> it really is. Well, the dance party sometimes dips into the 70s. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. But this he's, is what? He's, he's got a 2000s? good arrangement. Yeah, this was early. This was the Ashley Simpson, Avril Lavigne heyday. Hunter is beyond his years in his musical acumen, I will he's say. He's wise. That's true. He's he wise. He's an old that soul. That's true. Um, award season is here. So we were talking about the Golden Globes before. One of the things that I wanted to pick your brain about just a little bit sure. is... Um, Brendan Fraser in The Whale. There's been some controversy about that, and I haven't heard your take on it yet. I've actually seen the movie. It's showing right now at several theaters in Milwaukee. So I I was surprised because the buzz from critics coming out of that movie was like, Brendan Fraser's good. The movie's kind of terrible. And then I saw it, and I was like, I don't think this is that bad. I I think Frazier's great in it. I think Hong Chow, who plays as kind of nursing assistant, is probably also going to get nominated. She's really good. For those who don't know the premise, is a morbidly obese English teacher who lives in isolation on death's door trying to reconnect with his very rude and cruel daughter. Um, going played to be, by Sadie Sink. Played by Sadie Sink of Stranger Things. And... I thought it was it was pretty solid. I think it wants to be a bigger, like, sob-worthy emotional ending than it really earns, because the Sadie Sink character is so, so unrealistically cruel that you kind of don't care about whether or not anything happens to her, or, like, if they get back together as, like, father and daughter and, like, reconnect. Um, but I, I think he's very good, and I hope this leads to more for him. I hope this isn't a Renee Zellweger thing where it's mm-hmm. like, congratulations, here's an award. Bye. Enjoy never being in another movie again because we don't cast people who, who are slightly overweight or are over the age of 40 and female. So hopefully this means more Brendan Fraser movies coming out because he's a really talented actor he is. who can do so much. He can be serious. He can be goofy. And for some odd reason, I mean, I know he went through a serious career issues. He had surgery issues, back issues from stunt work he had done. He was sexually assaulted reportedly by the former president of the Hollywood Foreign Press, a.k.a. the Golden Globes Association. So it's a a crazy, terrible backstory that hopefully leads to a great next act of his career. Go ahead. Uh, The only thing I was going to say is the one thing that I keep hearing about it is that Darren Aronofsky, the film's director, has gotten so much hate for not using a true fat actor. Yeah, it's a fat suit. And that's it's it's very much, you know, should we still be doing this kind of stuff in movies like there are, you know, overweight actors like can we could we not have done that and it kind of especially when you're in the award season conversation and they're like oh i had to wear all of this fat suit and it was so laborious for me to do this oh and it's like yeah you you were playing a real person and real people struggle with these things sure it's kind of flippant to talk about it that way but i think it's it's acting it's performance and i think he performs very well and in a movie that i think is solid and might even sneak into best picture Wow, it might. Uh, yeah. We're out of time for the hour. You're welcome to stick around if you want. You don't have, you know, we we only keep you. I've for refrained half an hour. from being profane on air about the Packers, and I'm not going to try my luck. You know, I'm not going to. I'm not going <laughs> to see you with me. You're, you're, so the invitation is there, but I'm not going to push it. You know. <laughs> well, Matt, thank you for coming. Thanks, in. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Always great to have you. Yeah. Um, if you had, who wins Best Picture? Five seconds. Banshees of Inisherin. All right, that's good. my guess. All right, that's it. My Oscar guess nominations too. are coming out soon. Matt Miller, you can find him, a man about film, on Twitter and also at onmilwaukee.com. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me, guys. Happy Dude. Friday. Happy the Friday. 13th. It's the Drew and KB list show. Hour number two of Doug and Doby. Doug Russell and Doby Maxwell sitting in for Drew and KB on 97.3 The Game this past week. Tomorrow we'll have hour number three and wrap up the three-hour extravaganza on the Doug Russell podcast. Have a good one.